Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. It's an exciting day today. We get to celebrate Jesus' ascension into heaven, but it's exciting as well because we get to celebrate the confirmation day of Kira and Noah and Garrett as well today. Over the course of the last few weeks, we've been talking about this phrase, a three-word phrase, God is here. Maybe there's no better phrase to focus on as we think about your confirmation today either. And so as we continue thinking about that phrase, God is here and what it means, we recognize that it's not just blessings in heaven that God has waiting for us, but blessings here in this life as well. Maybe you've been somewhere, school or in a public place somewhere, where all of a sudden over the loudspeaker, the PA system, somebody says, your attention, please. Usually works pretty well, doesn't it? You don't know what the announcement is going to be. You don't know what's coming next. And so you kind of focus your attention on what might be coming out of that loudspeaker. You're focused. You fixed your thoughts on the next thing that's going to be said. I don't know if you can relate to this as students, but one of my favorite things when an announcement would come over the PA system, the loudspeaker, was on a day when the weather wasn't very good. And all of a sudden, the principal would come on and say, we're letting you go home early, right? That was a good announcement. I don't think anybody heard anything else he said after that because everybody cheered, right? I also remember being in maybe like a grocery store and hearing your attention, please, and then a sale being announced. I don't know, something like ham sandwiches for a dollar for the next 15 minutes, right? Yeah, those are exciting announcements. They get our attention. We focus on what is being said. Today, we could probably say that's exactly what the writer to the Hebrews is saying to all of us, but maybe particularly to you, Garrett and Kira and Noah today, when he says, fix your thoughts on Jesus. He's really saying to all of us, pay attention to Jesus. Keep him in your heart and in your mind always. Listen again to these words from Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1. Therefore, holy brothers and sisters who share in the heavenly calling, fix your thoughts on Jesus whom we acknowledge as our apostle and high priest. As we look a little bit more closely at those words today, let's take the encouragement from the author of Hebrews to heart. Fix your thoughts on Jesus. And he gives us in that short verse two reasons why we can fix our thoughts on Jesus. First of all, because he gave himself for us. And then secondly, because he calls us heavenward. If you caught the very first word of the text, it actually is the word therefore. And that word always draws a conclusion from something that the writer just said in the previous chapter and then going forward. So if you would go back to Hebrews chapter 2 and read the last few verses, here's what you would read. Jesus shared our humanity. Jesus took on human skin. He became flesh and blood. And the writer to the Hebrews tells us exactly why he did that. He took on flesh and blood because he was coming to destroy the power of the devil. God sent Jesus to this earth as our apostle. Maybe that's a phrase that sometimes might confuse us. Why would Jesus be called our apostle? But in its definition, apostle is just one who is sent. And that's exactly what the Father did with Jesus. He sent him on a mission. A mission to come to this earth. What was his mission? 
The writer to the Hebrews really covers that too when he says Jesus is not only our apostle, one who was sent, but also our high priest. Think back to what you know from the Old Testament and what the priests in the Old Testament were involved in most often. They sacrificed animals, right? They were at the heart of the sacrificial system that God instituted in Israel to point ahead to the Savior Jesus. Jesus wasn't a priest in the sense that he sacrificed something else. Jesus sacrificed himself. Jesus came to this earth to give up his own life so that we could live. That's God's love for you. That's really good news as the gospel says. And if Jesus was willing to do that, if he was willing to come to this life sent on a mission to save us, well, no wonder the writer to the Hebrews says to us, fix our thoughts on Jesus. What better place is there for us to fix our thoughts? But maybe you're asking yourself this morning, it's, you know, it's a great day, confirmation is here, lots of family and friends are here, celebration of a great monument, milestone in your life. Why? Why do we need to be reminded that we need to fix our thoughts on Jesus? Could it be that our minds become so easily distracted by lots of other things in this life? Isn't that one of the greatest lies of Satan? One of his sneakiest tricks to make our lives so busy that Jesus somehow just gets pushed to the background? That he sort of gets crowded out of our hearts and lives? Think about the busyness of life, right? Think about the schedule that sometimes we have to hold to. All of the responsibilities that you have as the school year winds down, maybe you have projects that are still coming, right? Work deadlines that have to be met, meals that need to be prepared, houses that need to be cleaned, health that needs to be taken care of, right? It's one thing after the other. Sometimes maybe it seems like it's almost too much. Too much going on in our lives that Jesus simply gets pushed to the sidelines, can I share something amazing with you? Jesus came for that very purpose. To forgive all of our sins, all of our lack of focus, all of the times that he was crowded out of our lives. That's what Jesus came to this earth to do. You know what was on Jesus' to-do list when he came to earth? Just one thing. One thing which he was never distracted from. To seek and to save the lost. You and me. Jesus came to this earth for us. And it's in the sacrifice that Jesus has made for us that we find strength to live our lives in this world. It's interesting that the writer to the Hebrews would say to us to fix our thoughts on Jesus when we look at this text and realize that Jesus fixed his thoughts on us. Maybe you've heard this story before. It's a story of a young boy who had a rusty old bird cage that was filled with little birds and he was carrying them down the street and a young or another man met him on the street and asked him simply, what are you going to do with those birds? The boy's response was simply, oh, I'm going to play with them a little bit, have a little fun with them, tease them a little bit, see if I can get them to get upset with one another. And then what? The man asked. Well, then I'm going to take them home to my cat and my cat will be able to finish them off. The man asked, how much? How much do you want for those birds? The young man said, you don't want these birds. They're small, 
They're sickly. They don't sing. You don't want these birds, mister. And again, he came with the words, how much? The young boy said, boy, I have this chance to make some money on these ugly old birds. He simply said, $20, which the man paid. And as soon as the young boy was out of sight, he opened up the door to the cage and let the birds go. The story continues. There was a conversation, hypothetical, between Jesus and Satan. Adam and Eve were locked in the cage, Satan's cage, after their fall into sin. And Jesus came to Satan and asked, what are you going to do with them? Satan's answer came, I'm going to have a little fun with them. I'm going to tease them. I'm going to make them bicker and argue and fight. I'm going to make them be so busy that they can't even think about you, Jesus. And Jesus asked, how much? To which the devil replied, Jesus, you don't want them. They're broken and sinful. They won't follow you. They'll turn their backs on you. And again, Jesus asked the question, how much? This time the answer came not from the devil, but from above, from the Father, who simply said, your life. That's what Jesus was willing to sacrifice to set us free. To set us free from the power of the devil, from sin and death, Jesus sacrificed himself so that we stand holy and blameless before God, free from sin, children of our heavenly Father and heirs of eternal life. That's why the writer to the Hebrews can say that we have a calling. We are called heavenward, he says. That's our, eton- that's our ultimate goal. That's where Jesus wants us to end up. That's why we focus on him because Jesus has heaven waiting for us. How do we know? We know because Jesus accomplished his mission. Everything that he came to this earth to do is done. That's what his ascension proves. Jesus ascended into heaven because his saving work on earth was complete. That doesn't mean that Jesus has stopped working, though, does it? There in heaven, our ascended Lord continues to think of us. He continues to work for us as he prepares a place for us with him in heaven, as he rules all things for our good. Jesus thinks even more of us as he speaks to the Father on our behalf. He intercedes for us before our Father in heaven. That's what our ascended Lord does. And that's why we fix our eyes and thoughts and minds on Jesus because of where we are called. Today's a pretty special day, Garrett and Kira and Noah. I'm excited that you've made it to the end of two years of instruction. You've had parents who faithfully brought you to class almost every Wednesday. Some Zoom too, right? We still had to do a little bit of Zoom here and there. But most Wednesdays you came to class, it was, it was a great opportunity for us to grow together. And now here today, as you're gathered, family and friends are with you. They're interested in you and your faith and you staying on the narrow path to an eternal life with your Savior. And I don't think there's any better advice that can be given today than that one verse from Hebrews chapter 3. It's the best advice there is to fix your thoughts on Jesus. You guys already know this, but you'll experience it even more. Life is going to bring a series of highs and lows, of joys 
and sadness, of triumphs and tragedies. But here's one thing that you can count on, one constant that will be in your life always, and that's Jesus. God promises that he is here with you every single day. Never will he leave you or forsake you. But it's not just here that God is present and wanting good things for you. He's already called you and prepared a place for you with him forever in heaven. He's waiting there to welcome you home. Think about that. In heaven, there will be no lows. There will only be joy. There will only be triumph all the time because no more tears in heaven. No more death or mourning or crying or pain because all of that will have gone away when we are in heaven. That's why the writer to the Hebrews reminds us to think about things above, to set our minds on, on heavenly things and all that Jesus has done to us, for us, to fix our thoughts on Jesus because the glory that Jesus came to earth with, the glory that the disciples are wait, waited for when Jesus was going to come back, that glory is exactly what you will experience forever with him in heaven. Let me share a couple of verses from Colossians chapter 3. The Apostle Paul wrote something very similar to the writer to the Hebrews who said to fix our minds on Jesus. Here's what the writer to the, Paul said to the Colossians. Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. You heard what the angel said to the disciples as Jesus ascended into heaven, right? This same Jesus who went from you into heaven is coming back in the same way you have seen him go. Jesus is coming. He's coming to take you to be with him forever. And while we wait for that to happen, he's still here. He's with you always. And so we fix our thoughts on him. Some takeaways from our sermon today. Number one, Jesus came to earth with a mission to save us and he finished his work. From the cross, Jesus said, it is finished. And his empty tomb proves that your sins have been paid in full. Number two, fixing our thoughts on Jesus reminds us that we are set free. The devil has no hold on us anymore, no power over us. Sin and death can't hurt us because Jesus already paid the price. And finally, number three, when we fix our thoughts on Jesus, we look ahead to heaven. That's where we will experience fully the joy that Jesus has for each one of us. And Noah and Kira and Garrett, that's my prayer for you today. That God will keep you with your thoughts fixed on Jesus throughout your life in this world all the way to the joy of heaven with him. I don't know if you guys consider yourselves snackers, a little bit, I guess, because we had snacks a lot in confirmation class, right? But would you agree with this? As, 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 as good as snacks can be, whether it's goldfish or potato chips or candy bars or whatever it is, it's not quite the same as a full meal, is it? When you have a good, well-balanced, full dinner, that really satisfies. Could it be that, spiritually speaking, we sometimes tend to snack. We get a little bit of Jesus here and there and that's a good thing. Some Jesus is better than none, right? But what Jesus wants for you is to be fully satisfied by him. To recognize that with, he, with him by your side, with him leading you through this life, you have nothing to fear, nothing that needs to bring you anxiety or worry because he's leading you to your heavenly home. Jesus wants you and your hunger to be satisfied in him. And in a few minutes, you're going to take a holy supper 
the Lord's Supper that Jesus gives to you, his very body and blood together with the bread and wine to assure you that you are his child, to forgive your sins and lead you to that joy of heaven. Fix your thoughts on Jesus. Great blessings come through that. Your hunger will be satisfied and God will lead you all the way to the joy of heaven with him. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding will guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.